Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Today, I'm joined by Zoe Grace, and we're going to be discussing how to make fitness a priority in your life based on Zoe's own journey and experiences and how she made fitness a priority in her own life with school and all the different things she had going on. We discuss a whole host of other topics along the way as well. Before we get to this episode, here's a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by CTM Band and CTM Recovery Products. These are the exact soft tissue recovery tools that I'm using on myself and with my patients day in and day out. CTM Band was founded by Dr. Kyle Bowling, a sports medicine practitioner who treats professional athletes, and he was a former guest on the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast. You can check out his website at the link below and use the coupon code BRAWN10 to save 10% off your order from CTM Band. Zoe, welcome to the show. Really excited to have you on today. Hello, I'm excited to be here. For people who don't follow you on Instagram or your TikTok channel, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Zoe. Um, I uh, currently live in LA. Um, so sunny Los Angeles. Um, and right now I am, or I have two different fitness pages, one on TikTok and one on Instagram. And I kind of just use those platforms to share a little bit about my story and how I got started in fitness. Um, and yeah, doing that kind of on the side. For sure. I'm sure you're really roughing it out there in LA. I'm sure the weather's terrible and it just sucks, right? Awful, not sunny at all, <laughs> was not 100 degrees this weekend. Oh, man. Yeah, and over here this past weekend, we had like 30 degrees in snow. Quite a difference. <laughs> Wild. We were we were sweating over here last weekend. AC was on. Really? Already? Yeah. That's crazy. But then again, I've never been to California, so I clearly don't know what that's like. Gotta come out. I'm curious, how did you get into working out and fitness and that sort of thing? Good question. <laughs> so I kind of grew up being really active. Um, I played softball for 11 years, did some dance, grew up, you know, very sporty kid. And then I got to college and kind of was a little bit less active. I did a little bit of half, or I trained for a half marathon, actually, my freshman year. Um, did that and then kind of fell out of touch, I guess, with being active. Um, and I really noticed a change in, I guess, like my mental health and um, confidence and things like that. And so I decided, I, come 2021, um, New Year's resolution time, um, I had been in quarantine for a while and I was like, you know what, I've been kind of fit, healthy, like doing active things off and on throughout college, but I really want to make this a priority because I noticed like I am healthier, I am more confident, I am happier when I'm moving my body so I set a goal to move for 300 days and that was kind of what got me started in like I guess more of like gym and like consistent working out and um and yeah and for me I define moving my body as just like moving for 30 minutes so it could be a walk it could be a stretch if I'm like doing a rest day it could be like an active rest day type thing um and I started with 15 pound dumbbells in my uh, tiny apartment um, that my mom gave me. And then now here we are. That's awesome. So kind of starting from the beginning with that journey, you said you grew up playing softball and dancing. I'm curious, what did you do with softball? Were you a pitcher or catcher? Or... So I, I moved around a little bit. I, um, I was mostly catcher. So catcher was my favorite, loved being catcher. I did a little bit of first and third base too and a little bit of outfield. So I was kind of a lot of places. I was too slow for second base or shortstop. Um, my nickname was Slowy. <laughs> that was Zoe, but slow. So one of my coaches was like, aha, I should call this 10 year old Slowy. And then I just <laughs> And I'm sure that was great for your mental health too, right? Honestly, I laughed about it. I put it on my jersey my last season. I like had it on the back of my jersey, just slowly. Hopefully that nickname didn't stick with you with running that half marathon though, right? I mean, I was still slow, but I did it. So I, I feel like it's more of a mind game. Like you don't have to be fast. You just got to do it. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, 
it's quite a distance to go. And it's, I feel like you hit a certain point in that run where everything just starts hurting and burning and you're just like, I just want to tap out and you just got to mentally keep going. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of head and, or a lot of in your head, I guess. Um, but I, I think that pretty much anybody could do something like that. I firmly believe that because I think so much of it is mental. And I think I usually train about six weeks. People hear that and they're like, what? That's not that long. And I'm like, no, it's not. You could do it. Yeah. You just got to make it to the finish. Right. Yeah. I cried. I cried at the end of my first half marathon. Um, I like, didn't think I was going to make it. (laughs) And then I did. (laughs) Do you have plans to do more half marathons in the future? Maybe. I, I actually just did my first Spartan race. Um, that's awesome. So, yeah, I did the 5K sprint and I, I found like, I don't think it was as much of a challenge as I thought it would be um, in like a good way. I was able to do all 20 obstacles. So I think for me and like where I'm personally like right now, I want to try to do the 10K. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I do that and it goes well, then I think I might try to do the Spartan half marathon, which is like a half marathon, but trail running with 30 obstacles. So wow that sounds tough to me yeah it would it would be a challenge but I think it would be fun like kind of bring me back to running and like how I I guess started yeah for sure my beginnings for sure and I'm sure you're pretty agile and nimble from all those days dancing you you would think (laughs) (laughs) Um, my middle name is Grace but I am not very graceful so You, you, you don't live up to the name then huh no, I could turn it on like on the stage for like recital, but um, I am a little bit of a klutz. So what kind of dancing did you do? Um, I did ballet and point. So oh, that's primarily. impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. So I did that for a bit. Um, I did a little bit of jazz, a little bit of contemporary, but my favorite was ballet. Always impressed watching ballet dancers just doing what they do on point there because my feet could not do that one. And two, like the amount of calf strength it takes to get your heel up that high and hold it and walk around. It's amazing what y'all could do. Yeah, I don't think I have as much strength as I did like back then in terms of like that sort of stuff. Um, I know my ankles and like my feet were very muscular and like they're not as muscular now but so time to bring back the bar workouts then huh (laughs) apparently just pop it on like the bar on the squat rack and like do my bar yeah for sure for sure so you mentioned that a big key to your fitness journey success was just overall making health and fitness a priority for you again with a past history as a softball catcher an endurance athlete dance how were you able to kind of find ways to make fitness fun and enjoyable for yourself and kind of create your own unique style of fitness, so to speak? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I, I feel like I just focus on what makes me, I guess, happy. And I feel like that's how I am in a lot of aspects of life. Um, but I've always advocated to people like you don't have to do like whatever your favorite fitness influencer or your favorite like or your friend or like whatever anyone you look up to is doing um the best way to like I guess keep stay motivated in fitness is to do something that you enjoy and so sometimes for me that's training for a race and I'm like really into it and then I finish a half marathon I'm like I don't want to do that for a while so let's go do this strength training um and so I guess that's kind of been fulfilling for me and keeping me going is just like focusing on what I enjoy in that moment um and not putting like too much pressure on myself to do all these other things that I quote unquote should be doing. And I think that speaks volumes. You, you mentioned a great point when you said that it's not about what you see on social media. And I feel like a lot of people go right to social media and they just, you know, pick an account and that's their workout for the day. And they forget that whatever workout they're currently seeing on someone's social media page is what's working for them. And that might not necessarily work for you, you know, different goals, different training style, different body types, whatever it is. And it's important to individualize your training, uh, one, into what you enjoy, but two, what you're capable of and what you're able to do. 
um, because everyone's kind of built a little bit differently and everyone's tolerance is a little bit different for exercise. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think it just really comes down to like the best or whatever's best for you and that's going to sustain you, I guess. And, and you mentioned that your mental health was kind of slipping, I'll say, when fitness wasn't a priority within your life. Did you start to notice a mindset change or shift in your overall mentality once you started making fitness a priority in your life again? Definitely. It was, it was big. I feel like, um, I think the biggest thing was just confidence. And, you know, after like a month of being consistent, it was like, I was astronomically more confident. I looked pretty, pretty similar, like, I guess in terms of like how I looked, but just that internal confidence and like how, I guess, how that portrays too. Cause I had friends coming up to me that were like, you just carry yourself so differently, like in a good way. And I think that was like what a lot of people that were close to me noticed as well is just like the confidence was like the biggest change. And I think that just made me really happy or not them saying that, but the confidence made me happy. Cause like when you're confident, you're happier, you're, you carry yourself differently. That I would say that was like the biggest difference. For sure. And when you have that confidence in something, such as yourself in this case, that tends to carry over into other areas of your life, not just health and fitness. Health and fitness was the catalyst in this case. It got the snowball rolling down the hill, but you kept that snowball rolling and it was able to have a positive effect on other areas of your life, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I think it was around the same time that I was getting into grad school too. So I had obviously related some of it related to fitness, but also just in undergrad, I was, um, I was a science major, so I was biochemistry and I spent a lot of undergrad just feeling like I wasn't smart enough, um, or like I wasn't working hard enough, or like there were all these people that just got, got chemistry, got OCHEM, got biology. Um, and so I spent a lot of time kind of doubting that and like imposter syndrome, kind of like, do I belong to be here? Like that sort of thing. And so getting into grad school, I think was a huge factor um, for like confidence as well. Like around that same time was just like, I am capable. Like I do, I do belong in this path. And um, yeah, so that was, that was fun. For sure. And I feel like there's a lot of other people that have those similar thoughts, feelings, and beliefs at one point or another. And I think it speaks volumes to the kind of level of trust people have in themselves sometimes or the level of self-confidence people have. Um, I'm most familiar with physical therapy because that's kind of the field I'm going into, but there was a um, study that I had. It was a, at a peer-reviewed presentation in uh, Pittsburgh, PA back in the fall, they presented it uh, and it was looking at imposter syndrome and physical therapy. And it was like 40 to 50% or some astronomically high number of new grad PTs felt like they had imposter syndrome. They didn't know enough to be doing the job, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, these are people that have graduated with a doctorate degree saying, hey, I don't feel like I know enough. Um, so it's amazing how uh, commonplace that kind of stuff is in our society today. And we're not really doing anything, in my opinion, to address the root cause of it is people don't feel fully prepared to tackle uh, whatever challenges life has thrown at them. And health and fitness hits that root cause because you are making yourself physically stronger and mentally resilient to the point where when life throws an obstacle in your path, you're more equipped and better able to overcome that obstacle that's in your way. Yeah, life life throws some stuff at you and sometimes it knocks you down. Sometimes, and I feel like that's what happened a lot in college with fitness. I was going to say, it sounds like you're speaking from personal experience here. Yeah. Life, life throws some stuff again. I've been there a few different times myself, and it doesn't matter what it is you're going through, whether that's a breakup or whether it's just questioning, you know, am I in the right degree, right major? Am I doing the right thing with my job? Is there something with my family? Like everyone will have something thrown at them one way or another. We're all going to face challenges and obstacles in our path. But 
if we continue to uh, keep, I'll, I'll say honest in action and continue to move forward and continue to persevere and strengthen our own willpower, power, willpower, geez, I can't <laughs> talk now, uh, then we're able to overcome that. But that doesn't change the fact that in the time, sometimes it sucks. And I think for me, like, that's why I think fitness is so centered in my life is because like, for me, that was kind of not just a way to get some of that confidence back and like transfer that to other areas of my life, but also just to de-stress. And when I'm feeling stressed now, like that's, I'm super stressed. Like the best thing that I can do for me is like, go get a work, good workout in and like kind of decompress and then go back to whatever is stressing me out in life. Usually grading and lesson planning. Uh, the teacher life. So much fun. <laughs> What's your favorite? I used to, like, play grading and like teacher when I was younger. Um, and I would be like, oh my gosh, grading is so much fun. And it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like grading or lesson planning, really? I do. I do like lesson planning because that's fun. It's like, how am I going to make this content fun for my students? Um, I guess for context, I'm a teacher since I don't think we've <laughs> talked about that yet. Um, I'm currently student teaching technically, but um, I feel like the lesson planning is the fun part. The grading is just like, sometimes it's hard because it's like, you can think that your students are grasping concepts and then you grade and you're like, they are not. And then you kind of internalize that, even if it's not necessarily like your fault, you're not going to be perfect. I tell my students all the time, like perfection doesn't exist, but like for a teacher, it does. No, just kidding. I like don't hold myself to that same standard. So when they aren't getting content right away, instead of like, I feel like a lot of teachers, their tendency is like, oh, well, it's my students. For me, it's like, oh, well, that's me. Like, how, how can I better teach this? Because apparently I'm, I'm an awful teacher, like whatever. So I feel like that's why grading is hard because I internalize that. Um, so I'm working on that and like remembering like they just need to learn it in a different way. It's not that you're a bad teacher because you care. So you're a good teacher. But do you feel like your fitness journey kind of helped you to start looking in the mirror at yourself more and start recognizing the places that you're doing well in life and the places that you need to work on? Yeah, I think it it definitely like gave me some confidence in some aspects, but it kind of allows I, I guess like I'm in the gym for two hours like I'm thinking about something so like I feel like for me usually I'm thinking about like things that I'm doing well things that I could do better and that sort of thing but yeah yeah I completely okay. agree I've heard similar things in the past from other people that I've had on the podcast who are teachers and I myself have kind of experienced different things where, you know, I'll try something in health and fitness or I'll try a certain workout strategy or a new workout split or something. And it just does not work at all like I had intended it to. And, you know, you end up kind of preparing for whatever you're doing to not work. And I think that that makes you more honest with yourself and you're able to better hold yourself accountable uh, to the standard that you want to get to in whatever you're doing uh, through that process of doing something and failing. Um, so again, in fitness, maybe it's your workout planning, or maybe yeah. it's your, you know, your, you made a meal plan for yourself, or you calculated macros or something along those lines, and you thought this is going to be great, this is going to work out. And then you get a month or two months into it, and you realize, well, this isn't working. Like having the ability to kind of give yourself that reality check, take a step back and reset is very powerful stuff. And if you can do that successfully, start with yourself before you start pointing the finger at someone else for who's at fault, that's just overall very empowering stuff in life. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think a lot of fitness and teaching is like trying new things and does it work? Yeah, okay, let's do it again. Does it not work? Okay, let's try something new. Um, and just kind of like keeping that mindset and that like, I guess the growth mindset in a way, um, but like not being afraid to like try new things and grow as a teacher um, or as a fitness person. <laughs> right, um, right. And those times when things don't go according to plan, I, I like to say that chaos brings opportunity, right? So if you look at billionaires like Warren Buffett, he buys stocks when the market is crashing. 
So when everyone's freaking out and panic selling, he's buying like crazy. Yeah. You look at some like past historical examples. Um, one that comes to mind, and I don't want this to get political, but in spring 2008, Barack Obama was running for president. At, at least I think it was 2008. It might have been 2007. Um, and he was under attack publicly. He had hit a low point for his campaign. And he then took that offensive at him and turned it into an opportunity to speak directly to people with his speech, a more perfect union. Um, and again, I don't mean for that to get political. It's just a great example of someone who took something that was going wrong in their life and people coming at them and used that to their advantage. So realizing that even when things go wrong in health and fitness, you can still find a way to spin that positively. And the same goes for teaching and all other areas of life. Just because you came up short in one endeavor does not mean that all hope is lost. Yeah. And I think with, especially with fitness too, like that applies to so much. Cause like progress isn't linear. I think that's something that like, I always try to remember is like, it's not like there's going to be waves and like for first content that could be with TikTok, like me making content, but also just in my own individual progress. So like, I guess if you're trying to gain weight or if you're trying to lose weight, or if you're trying to hit a certain goal, like you're going to go up and you're going to go down, like that progress isn't going to be linear, but and the same holds true for your students in the classroom, I'm sure. I'm sure there's times where everything goes swimmingly and there's times where you, you look at those test grades and you're like, what just happened? Yeah, I I try to hold like, I tell my students this too before assessments. I'm like, this does not reflect your value like as a human. And like, this is to assess like where you are in your learning right now. And that could change. That could get better in two weeks. Like this is to assess like where you're at right now um, in your journey. So in your education. For path. sure. How do you go about promoting health and fitness in other ways to your students in the classroom? So I actually, I teach anatomy. So um, I teach, <laughs> yeah, I teach. That's uh, convenient. <laughs> yeah, kind of well. Um, I teach, uh, it's a CTE class, so career and technical education, um, which just means that it's basically an anatomy class that's taken and tied directly to a career field. And for me, that's medicine. Um, so I'm teaching like the medical CTE class. So basically we talk a lot about medical careers, which is cool. Um, but a lot of our, we spent a whole unit on power. So how do you power your body, um, which is like oxygen, water, and food. So we talked a lot about nutrition and things like that. And then we spent a whole unit on movement. Um, so we talked a lot about the muscular system. And I feel like that unit was really fun because it was a chance for me to like tie things to my knowledge about fitness. So I could like pull in, if we were talking about muscles and like how they contract, I could pull in like, what exercises do you think like would work this muscle? And like, I can... I knew the names and things like that. And so it was kind of like fun for me to like have those conversations with my students and kind of work that in um, and playing to my students' strengths too and tying it to their, their own passions. Cause I have some football players, I have some swimmers, I have some softball players. So um, I have some long distance runners. So I'm just like trying to tie it in where I can um, to their passions, but also to mine. Right. So kind of connecting what they don't know with what they do know. Yes. And that is a lot of teaching is <laughs> like tapping into the knowledge that students already have because um, they already have so much. Um, I my guiding teacher, she uh, she's teaching chemistry through like the lens of cooking, because a lot of these families like have a lot. They cook a lot with their families at home, um, potentially. And so like there's are already all this knowledge that they have. So how can we like tap into that? Um, so that's what I'm trying to do with like their sports and for sure and I think that speaks volumes to the point of meeting people where they're at whether that's in health and fitness or in learning or really any endeavor in life is we often start talking to someone at a level that we are at and they might not be at that level or they might be 10 levels ahead of us so it comes to a point where you have to meet people at the level that they are at and sometimes you might have to simplify things to meet them there but in my mind a true expert is not the person who takes something and overcomplicates it to the point where no one can understand it 
but yeah. it's someone who takes it, simplifies it to the point where anyone can understand it, and then they continue on together. Finding that connection, I guess, to whoever you're working with or your audience. I guess that's what I kind of try to do with TikTok and Instagram is like connect it to who, who my audience is. Speaking of TikTok and Instagram, how have those uh, channels been going for you? They've been good. Um, <laughs> it still shocks me. Just like I, I started my accounts less than a year ago. Um, so it's just crazy that I'm able to like have a community um, already. Um, I'll be at a small one, but a community of people, um, you know, I'm planning trips to like meet some of my friends. Um, I get DMs sometimes that are like, oh my gosh, you inspired me. I'm like, ah, <laughs> that's the goal. Um, but it's just crazy that I've been able to like build this community. I guess I'm still in shock every single day. Um, cause I really didn't start posting consistently around until around like August, October. So, or I guess I skipped September, August, September, October. <laughs> wow. Uh, do I know the months of the year? Um, but yeah, that was kind of when I started posting consistently. So I've already got like a small family going. What would you say has been your biggest lesson that you've taken away from social media? I feel like the biggest one and like one I, I had in my Instagram bio for a while. But this is something that I like tried to carry in with me as I created my account was just like aim to impact, not to impress. So like that's like the goal of my account. And that's something that I try to like remember as I'm posting and like think about like, I guess when I get a hate comment or when this happens, like that's something that like, I guess is rooted um, and like something that I've tried to take and apply to like, I guess other areas of my life too, but you get a lot of hateful, negative kind of comments on social media or a lot of like creepy remarks from people on social media? Not, I would say not a ton. My following is like 80% women. So um, I stay on the right side of TikTok most of the time. Um, every once in a while, not that men would be the wrong side of TikTok, but <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I get a TikTok that hits like the, the older men. And it gets blown up on that side of TikTok. And um, and that's when I tend to see a lot of hate comments. Um, I think sometimes, like, some people still get really mad to see women lifting weights. And um, I feel like most of the time I don't see that on TikTok. But every once in a while, I get on the wrong side of TikTok. And I have a video. But, you know, it blows up my engagement. I find more people that connect with me and resonate with me. And then those people join my family. So... And then you just destroy them in the comments casually, right? I actually try not to. I <laughs> I just remember, I mean, obviously I'm a teacher, so I, I have to like be careful of like the way that I'm like, I guess, posting on social media. But another part of that is just like, why, why fight hate with hate? Um, so I feel like sometimes I'll respond with like a video if it's like really, really aggravating me um, or like really, I guess, not aggravating me because I don't even know that it would aggravate me that or hate comments don't really aggravate me that much anymore but like if it's something that's like I don't know really awful like sometimes I'll respond to the video but usually I just delete it or I let my followers do it I'm like my followers got my back um because like there's no point in me like I guess fighting hate with hate yep yeah they're, I feel like most of the time they're like just hiding behind a screen and like there's there's no I guess point in me just responding with more yeah I call them the keyboard rangers they're usually no profile picture maybe a handful yep. of followers no posts on their page and they just go out there and try to talk the talk behind a computer screen and in life um they like, like I don't even know what they look like in life but clearly they know who I am or they know who you yeah. are so I think that is a testament to I must be doing something right because people know who I am even though I've got no idea who they are or in your case they know who you are but you don't know who they are um, and they're seeing you on their page and you're not seeing them um, but even though you kind of put yourself in that higher status or higher state you're humble enough to hold yourself to that grounded level that we talked about before staying at the same point as everyone else and not trying to act like, well, I'm better than you or this or that or the other thing. Yeah. And I think 
I guess dealing with hate too, something I try to remember is like, when I, when I started, um, I was very nervous about like what people might think in my real life. Like, I feel like a lot of people when they start their accounts, um, related fitness, like might feel that maybe it's a nail art account, or maybe it's like another type of account, but I feel like when people start, um, they, there's a lot of like nervousness around, um, and especially for me, there was about around what people might think. And I guess when I started, I guess I reached a point where I was like, you know what, I want to make an impact. And if I can change like one person's life, if I can motivate one single person to get in the gym, then like all the hate comments, all the talking behind my back, all of that will be worth it because like I'll be leaving that positive impact. And so that's what I just try to remember is like these hate comments, like they're just, I mean, comments help the algorithm. So like they're helping my algorithm. I'm reaching more people and, you know, if I'm like still inspiring, then like, I don't care about any of the hate because that means like I'm doing, I'm still doing what I set out to do. So for sure. I've definitely felt that same thing. Like you just mentioned, like you look at something like, should I post this or should I not post this? Like, well, you know, the lighting wasn't that good or, you know, I'm going to have to throw a filter on it, like whatever it is. I think that there's really something about being able to go out and just post what you want to post and not care what other people say or think. Um, I, I think yeah. there was a Mark Manson. I think that was the author who wrote the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. Um, and I, I think that that mindset really does people well at times when they can just go out there and live the life that they want to live and not really care about the negativity and the hate that they get for doing what they want in life. Definitely. And I feel like when you first, when you're first starting with that sort of stuff, um, you just gotta, you gotta send it to a certain extent and just like gaslight yourself. I've been seeing that on TikTok a lot is like gaslight yourself <laughs> into like doing something. Um, and just tell yourself like, yeah, everybody's gonna love me. It's gonna be great. Like <laughs> full send it. And then, um, once you get started, you realize it's not as scary as you thought it was. Um, and whether that's, that could be even like starting, just starting in the gym, um, which is what I try to like preach a lot on my social media is like helping people get started in the gym. Um, I feel like a lot of people are nervous thinking like, oh, a lot of people are looking at me or like a lot of people are going to judge me. Um, but really like we're all learning. We're all learning still. Like nobody is going to judge you. Like we're, we're welcoming you in. So just jump on in, get started. For sure. What's been your biggest piece of advice that you've given to other people who are starting their health and fitness journeys? Ooh, <laughs> I feel like there's a couple of things. Um, I talked a little bit about it earlier, but I think this is one that I've like given to a lot of people consistently is just like, find your thing. So um, if you really want to get into strength training, I can help you. I can tell you some, some, or I can tell you some things about it um, and help you there, but find your thing. So like, if that's running, that's running. If it's, you know, strength training, it's strength training. If it's Pilates, it's Pilates. If it's doing spin classes, it's, it's that, but just like find your thing. Because again, like that's, what's going to keep you going. Um, and so I guess that's what I try to like, I have a lot of friends that like reach out and they're like, how do you stay so motivated? Like, how, how, do, how can I get that way? And I'm like, you just got to find your thing that makes you happy because if it doesn't make you happy, you're not going to want to do it. You're not going to like stick with it long-term. Um, so find that thing that like gets you going, gets or you excited some, to work out. Or in some cases, find your blend of things that yes. keeps you going. <laughs> it doesn't have to be just one, you know, you can do strength training and you can do yoga and you can do cardio if that's what you want to do. And I think all of those things are even better when you can share them with someone. That doesn't mean that the, the other person is on your same schedule with every single thing over and over and over again. But, you know, if you can like hit up a yoga session with someone two or three times a week, I feel like that's very powerful, impactful stuff. And that makes it easier to continue going when you kind of have that built in accountability system. Yeah, I think accountability is really good in the beginning, too. Um, I actually, when I first started posting, um, or when I first started my, like, 300 days, I talked a little bit about that, just, like, mm -hmm. wanting to move for 300 days. Um, I was posting every day, like, counting the days 
on my personal social media and I did that and I was like it's probably gonna be annoying I don't care like I'm gonna if I post it then I'm accountable so somebody out there like I didn't necessarily have like a gym buddy at the time so um that was what kept me accountable and it like in the beginning when it was still like new and still kind of scary and all of these things that was something that kept me going until I got more comfortable and then um and then yeah and here we are <laughs> yeah I've heard other people mention similar stuff to that as well um one of our past guests and I think we've got a podcast episode out with her recently too, Julie Burrell. Uh, she started a mindfulness journaling gratitude type practice and she numbered the days and every day on Instagram, you'll see morning gratitude day and then the number and the things that she's thankful for that day. Um, and I, I forget what number she's on right now, like 500 or 600, something crazy. Um, and yeah. it's just amazing to see how that habit can grow and evolve and just cultivate other things over the long term. Yeah. And I think for me, that was like a really good goal to set was something that was like, I mean, obviously goal setting is like very unique to each person, I think. But um, for me, it was like, if I can do like 300 days, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but, um, and I can hold myself accountable to that. Then like, I feel like at the end of this 300 days, I'm going to be completely new person. And I was so I think that like accountability of like actually like keeping track of the days and like posting that and like being consistent in that regard was really beneficial for me. And then being able to go back and see how you've changed over that course of 300 days, I'm sure was very impactful as well. Yeah. And in so many ways, I going back to confidence, I think that was like the biggest change was just like confidence, um, happiness just a lot of the, those types of, I guess, mental health, I would say was big for me. For sure. Now you mentioned that you didn't have a gym partner at the time. Do you currently have a gym squad or? I, I do. So my roommate, um, it, this is kind of a funny story because I had no friends that really gymed. <laughs> um, my roommate at the time, like last year did, um, but she was going um, through wrist surgery. So she like was out of the game for a while so we did like one leg session together and I like loaded the bar on her for hip thrust it was kind of funny um but I really didn't have anybody to go to the gym with and I was like I really would love a gym buddy I have the LA fitness pass that gives me like a guest privilege so I was like I'll take you for free like come on um and so my friend I was like hey I want to go to the gym like every day um and she canceled on me a lot at the beginning, but I basically like turned her into a gym rat. So now she lifts more than me. Like she's going every single day with or without me. Um, but we go together a lot. The, um, the front desk guy at my gym is like the dynamic duo, like let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so moral of the story, if you don't have a gym partner, just make one of your friends love the gym and turn them into you. <laughs> yep. Force them to come with you. Uh, force them to dry scoop the pre-workout and lift the heavy weights and not be able to walk for three or four days afterwards but eventually they'll love it and catch up yeah it's it's funny that you like mentioned dry scooping because I I was dry scooping at this time and I remember like handing her a dry scoop and I was like just do it like yeah and then I think after it was like I don't really get tingly from pre-workout um I don't know why but I don't really get tingles she started to get tingly and I was like oh yeah like that's a side effect. <laughs> it doesn't happen to me, but <laughs> and she's like my face. Um, but yeah, and I think another thing was I she was squatting and she had um she had like running shoes on. And I was like, take off your shoes, take them off, trust me. And she like looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, take my shoes off in a gym. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, just trust me. And then um recently we had another friend come with us to the gym. And I told her the same thing. I was like, take your shoes off. And then, cause she had running shoes. And then um, my roommate was like, it sounds crazy, but like, just do it. And I was like, oh, this full circle. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Um, yeah. it, it's been a while since I've brought like a brand new person to the gym with me to work out with me. Um, but I just think back to the times in college when that was more frequently and, um, I've heard that same thing, or I've heard, I've thrown, I like iso holds personally, 
call me crazy, but there's something about holding something for 45, 60 seconds that will challenge you like nothing else. Um, so the one leg day, I was like a junior at this point, everything was an ISO hold. So it was four sets of squats, except each wow. set you held the bottom for 30 seconds. It was four sets of hip thrusts, except it was just a hold at the top for a minute each set. Um, so it was a really fun workout and I like it because it's different. It changes things up. It gets you away from the normality and counting yeah. reps and all that. But the guy, the poor guy who came with me that day, um, he, he got like two sets into the squats and he looks at me and he's like, dude, I, I don't know if I could continue. I'm like, oh, come on. You got it. You got it. He gets down on the third set, like five seconds in his legs start quaking all over the place. And I'm like, yeah, this, this might not have uh, gone as we planned. And it's just kind of amazing to see like where someone starts to compared to where they end up over time. And again, that evolution of you know what giving them a challenge and what pushing them to continue to pursue that challenge day in and day out can do for themselves uh in the gym and in life in general yeah and I think in a way like when I'm bringing my friends like obviously I'm pushing them but I think that's one of the best ways to get started in the gym is to like go with someone that you know because it makes it a little less scary. Like I remember my first few days in the gym, I had been doing my at-home workouts and I had my roommate pre, pre-wrist surgery. <laughs> I went with her because she knew a little bit more and I went with her and I was like, okay, I have a program by Winnie Simmons on this little app. I'm gonna do this, but I don't know how to do this stuff. So I need you to show me this, 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 this. And we just like went around the gym and she like showed me how to use all the equipment. And I was like, okay, I can do this now. Thank you. <laughs> and it right. made it a lot less scary because I like tried it with a friend. And for some reason, I have so much more confidence when I'm like with a friend in the gym. Um, I'm better now, like obviously on my own. I'm really confident, um, but especially in the beginning. And so that like helped me kind of figure everything out. And then I felt more confident, like going and using that equipment. Because I think that's the thing that scares a lot of people at the beginning is like, how do I use things? Um, how do I... <laughs> how do I change the like settings on this machine or how do I load the barbell or where do I find this in this gym? Um, it's just, that can be kind of scary at first. It shouldn't be scary. Cause I still like mess with equipment. I go to a new gym and I don't know how to use any of the machines and I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's figure this out. Right. Right. And whenever I go to a new gym, the first thing I always look for is where can I warm up? Because I've got to loosen up before I get going. Yes. And so I kind of hunt my spot beforehand and, you know, I just kind of survey the scene and that sort of thing. And, you know, if there's only like three squat racks in the whole gym or something like that, I'm like making sure I can get in and get out because I don't want a line of people waiting behind me for it or something like that. Um, and I feel like in, you mentioned lifting with a friend, I feel like that's a great way to connect with one another on like a more personal level, deeper level and get to know each other better. Um, I feel like if you're willing to sweat together and kind of see each other at your, I'll say like physically, like your more least appealing moments, at least in my case, yeah. then you're able to connect on a lot deeper level. Yeah, I think definitely. And like, I feel like in a way too, you're going with a friend. If you're like the less experienced one, you're going with a friend and you're like, whoa, my friend can do a lot. Like, yeah. I didn't know how strong my friend was or, um. Kind of like that. Well, like they're they're kind of a I don't know if I can say badass, but <laughs> yeah, say it. Badass. Um, and I guess I said it, so there goes. Um, but then <laughs> if you're like kind of the more experienced one, then you're like learning more. I guess you're helping your friend, and like they're in a I guess a little bit of a vulnerable spot, like trying new stuff. Um, and so just like being able to like non judgmentally like help them, and obviously you're getting to know them a lot. So a lot of side conversations too, when I go with friends, I like never listen to music when I go with friends. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, if I do, like I have one AirPod in and I'm, but yeah, I, I feel like for music, I end up turning it off for like half my workout anyways, because my AirPods die. So like today they died. So most of my workout, I had no AirPods. Um, or I'm like, if I'm recording something for TikTok or Instagram, I can't listen to music while I record 
So then I end up like not listening to music for like my heavy sets or my PRs or like any of that because I'm recording. Um, and then if I'm with a friend, then I'm like usually it's paused. So I yeah. yeah, I end up not listening to as much music as I think I used to. You are much stronger than I am then because I, I need the music to power me through. Um, I apparently someone told me in the past that there was a way to get the camera to record while keeping the music playing. Recently, I've just started using Snapchat to record it. Um, oh, yeah, it, because then you can get the video but keep the audio going. Oh, that's kind of smart. <laughs> I just blew I, your mind. <laughs> I, I think there's a hack somehow where you can do it with like your normal camera. Yeah. Um, but I was too lazy to figure it out. I was like, eh, I'll just go music list while I record. Cause I, I guess I'm don't mind it that much. Um, that's a hot take, but <laughs> I guess I'm just got my inner thoughts going. Um, but yeah, I feel like when I do listen to music though, I listen to a lot of Taylor Swift, which yeah. is another hot take. Um, right T-Swift now I've been listening for the workout. Huh? You you got T Swift going for the workout. Yes, she's got it all. She's got the bop. She's got the really sad songs. She's got um, really something for every mood I'm in. So reputation, if I'm feeling like a baddie, I'm like, let's put on some reputation. Uh, um, dare dare I ask who broke your heart? Um, nobody yet. Uh, okay, okay, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> We're chilling. I was going um, to say, usually the people who tell me that they're listening to taylor swift for their workout they've been through something just uh i guess normal life no um <laughs> yeah i don't know i just i'm a big swifty i have been since i was little but um yeah right now i've been listening to country though because i'm going to stagecoach so i've been like trying to like hype myself up for that for sure that's awesome yeah i i feel like country music the right country music can really hit different during a workout. Um, that's what I was uh, listening to this morning, actually. Um, and uh, again, it's not all country music. You need the right songs, but yeah. some of them, oh my gosh. I feel like that's similar. I feel like some of them are like very slow or like, I feel like I would like more of like the hype, I guess, country. Um, so what's your go-to country right now? It's, I've, well, again, I've been, um, kind of getting in the stagecoach like mindset so the headliners are Thomas Rhett, Carrie Underwood, and Luke Combs so been listening to like this stagecoach playlist I guess but I I'm a big fan of Luke Combs and Thomas Rhett so right and then I think what is it Lee Bryce, Maren Lee Morris, Bryce is really good. Maren Morris is really good love her and then yeah Cody, there's a lot of Cody Johnson of I think too I love Cody Johnson, but he has really slow songs. So it's like if I'm in a slow song workout mood, which isn't often, <laughs> but like if I'm really, really feeling like slow song, then Cody Johnson's good. For sure. Yeah. I, um, I usually go like Brantley Gilbert, Jason Aldean, and um, I, yeah. I don't know if I should say this or not, but sometimes I'll go Kid Rock. I know a lot of people have mixed opinions on Kid Rock, but some of his stuff when you're fired up really hits different. I, I do. I like um, I like all of those. So I feel like those are all I, I have a lot of those on like my normal country playlist, which is insanely too long. I think it's like 24 hours. Um, <laughs> I need to like break it up into moods because I end up skipping half the songs because I'm like I'm in this mood or I'm in this mood um this is like my all my country like songs that I like it's way too long I, I wish there was something that would do that for you automatically because I wish I, I hate going through a playlist of a thousand songs and then being like okay I only want these 30 but like the first one is at the very top this last one is at the very bottom and everything else is just, you know, dispersed yeah. evenly within. I wish I could just like, okay, all the songs that I normally like on the gym or in the gym from this playlist, let's put those on a separate playlist without like having to go through individually and like add to playlist, add to playlist. Well, that's what the, what is it? Super chip or whatever the Elon Musk thing that he's going to like put the computer chip in your brain or whatever. Wasn't that? I have not heard of that. What is it called? I'll, I'll look it up now. There's some kind of like super chip computer thing 
um, that they were putting in people's brains um, that like uh, hyperlink or something like that. I forget what it's called, um, but Neuralink, Neuralink. Um, and they're basically putting like a computer chip in uh, people's like brain and they're able to like um, power different things and do different things through technology. Um, like it, it allows your brain to function as like a PC, apparently. It's kind of like the stuff that you'd see in a sci-fi movie, but apparently- Yeah, that's some real like futuristic stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Elon Musk. So um, coming soon to a person near you, I guess. To help with my Spotify sorting. <laughs> that, that's the whole purpose of it, you know? Yeah, nothing um, else. Just to help people sort their Spotify playlists. <laughs> um and zoe this has been an amazing episode on all kinds of different things is there anything else you want to share with those listening today i guess i can do a little bit of a plug i guess but oh, if you give want to yourself follow me, a plug go off if you want to follow me um zoe grace.fitness on tiktok and instagram yeah you're on instagram you're on tiktok people should follow okay. you people should reach out to you and tell you how much they love the podcast and how much they love your content and how much they want to engage with you and how excited they are to hear about your upcoming journey to uh, your CPT. Yes, I am in the process of getting my CPT right now. So I will be taking on new clients eventually. Um, I'm looking to do like some virtual coaching, um, especially getting started like over doing more so over summers and then like my goal is to like have people just for a couple months and like kind of give them the tools they need to like be on their own. And then if they want a personal trainer that's in the gym, then that's always like something good to have. But right. So you're giving people the tools in their own toolbox to become successful and teaching them how to fish instead of giving them the fish. Um, all those classic metaphors I feel like we've all heard before. That's awesome. Yes, the goal is the goal is to help people so that they can you know, do, do the whole gym thing on their own, but I will be there to help them and train them into getting there. So sure. Zoe, this has been an amazing episode. Really appreciate your time. And thanks again for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast. If you liked this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend, subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes and leave a review. This way we can spread knowledge and motivation and help reach more people. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time.